0: Welcome to the Elite Foundations podcast, how to build an elite foundation physically and mentally to win at life. No theory, just real world results. Your hosts are Dr. Emil, ex-emergency doctor, entrepreneur, and health coach, and myself, Itamar, ex-Israeli special forces, Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and mindset expert.
1: Hey there, guys, and welcome to this episode of Elite Foundations. Today is gonna to be a little bit of a different one, uh, recently, I did the arena with Itamar um, after a year of procrastinating, and we'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> in a second, um, but I eventually did it, and so today is going to be essentially
0: my case study, I suppose, right? Yeah. The thing is, like Emil, he did the arena, he did the program, and he had a lot of big breakthroughs. He even got a tattoo at the towards the end of it, which was his first tattoo, which was interesting. And I'm really curious to hear kind of what you took away, because you said that you have some stuff that you took away that you think a lot of other people can take away as well and can learn. So that's really what we're we're going to be digging into today. Sound good? Yeah, for sure. Uh,
1: Yeah, I was just going to start by saying, um, I mean, how long have I known you now? Two, two years? Two years. years? Yeah, two and a half almost. Yeah, it was getting shit done in Chiang Mai, I think we first met. It was, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and we've worked quite closely together and we've, you know, hung out many different places,
0: all this kind of stuff, done the podcast. And I didn't actually know what you did. (laughs) I kept you kept telling me like, hey, man, I have this issue. I'm not trying to do this. I'm like, you know what you should do? You should do the arena because like, I'd love to help (laughs) you, but this would make it so much easier because this is exactly what the program is about. And you were like, yeah, 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 sure. And you never did. (laughs) I I did do it
1: eventually, eventually. Eventually, yeah but actually that's an interesting point um is because you were giving me like tools you were like oh just do this you know just do that and i never did them um even though you would you, would, you know do this specifically for this this problem and then once i paid and did the arena i did everything of course and that was helpful <laughs> i mean this is a tale yeah, as old as time it right it's like free sh- free shit no one does free shit yeah. um well, if you want if you want to
0: get something done you pay for it and magic happens. what caused you to decide to do it though because it was in Mexico. So, what actually made you flip the switch and say, "Okay, I'm going to do it"? <laughs> because I saw your talk at our workshop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, this is it, it, the reason this is so ridiculous. Because I've talked to you about all this stuff, but it's like if I'm doing it as a workshop, it worked.
1: <laughs> and I was there. I was a captive audience. I was talking as well. So I was just sitting there next to you, and huh? This is interesting. This is great. Itamar, tomorrow? You should like market and sell this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, okay,
0: what was it about the talk, though, that made you say, okay, this is so, for me?
1: No, no, no. So, you know, I knew what you were doing was hot shit. I knew it was good because just from our conversations, I knew, like, it was going to be valuable. Um, there were a number of reasons I perhaps didn't pull the trigger sooner. Uh, one was, yeah, just lack of clarity, you know? It was like, I know this is good, but I don't know how or why. What it was what it was so the workshop just laid it out it's like boom 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 okay i can see very specifically how this will now positively impact or fit in with what i want to achieve what i want to do yeah um i think the other thing was just procrastination was just oh, i don't have time i don't have bandwidth blah 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 and that that just kept going and kept going and yeah it's a priority thing i mean I see the same with with health. You know, people procrastinate and procrastinate and procrastinate. And the danger is that you will procrastinate forever because it's a balance. Like bandwidth is limited. Time is limited. Yeah. But are things like mindset blocks, happiness, health, are they things you can put off? Or will they unlock unlimited potential or whatever else? Will they unlock the next level? Are they actually the main thing that you need to do to get to the next level? And with things as as foundational as is, is mindset and health, potentially, they need to be kind of
0: prioritized. Yeah, it's interesting because what I'm really hearing from you is that there wasn't a strong belief that you could achieve the results you wanted in mindset. However, in the talk, when I actually broke it down, why this system here and how you progress with the system, you're like, yes. oh, okay, now I can do this. Now I'm willing to buy in because this will actually, I'll get a good return on my time and my efforts and my money and so on and so on mindset is fluffy yeah it is
1: mindset is fluffy and you know it's like it's all well and good and you know you can get a warm glow and feel good and read a book and talk about manifestation and it's like oh yeah this is great but you know as successful entrepreneurs we have done that a lot of times and nothing concrete doesn't click has changed well
0: it doesn't stay exactly Exactly. It gives you a bit of burst but then it kind of fades
1: exactly there's nothing like you know, measurable. And you know what, at the time I I was like, I had a therapist, Um, you know, I I was doing, I was reading the books, I was doing work. And yeah, I was just procrastinating. So yeah, then I kind of attended the workshop. Um, I was forced to attend the workshop. Um, (laughs) Because you were
0: co-presenting at the workshop. (laughs) Because I was
1: co-presenting at the workshop. Um, And then, yeah, and then I kind of saw, okay, this is a system, this is a thing. And even though I didn't suddenly have more time, it just shifted up my priority list, up my va- value hierarchy. And I was like, right, okay, let's do this. And just to be clear, like, I didn't do this, like, oh, as a mate or as, a, I, like, I paid. I, you know, paid the same as everyone else. There was no, like, you, special privilege. You did complain
0: about me forcing you to do the application process and also write the application form. There was a bit of complaint there. You did try to mate it a little bit. Like, bro, like can we just not do this? That did happen. Yeah, yeah I was like, bro, you know me. <laughs> you know me.
1: But yeah, also, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the application process. Well.
0: So here's the thing, like what we're going to do today, guys, we've, got, we've talked about this a little bit now, it's already five minutes in, but it's going to be kind of a two-part episode because what I want from Emil, honestly, to give the most for you guys right now is first talk through his experience and his specific takeaways and how you guys can apply that. And then basically just an overview of what he saw other people take away from the program that he can share because he was also there with four other seven-figure entrepreneurs were in the same program, the same cohort with him. And I think that could be immensely valuable from just to share from his perspective, from, again, like, let's call it like another passenger seat, not just me the head of you. Sound good? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All, All right, let's man. Do it. So honestly, what was the specific problem that you were looking to solve that led you to actually say, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to dive in?
1: Yeah, so I suppose a little bit of, of backstory, you know, I came from a medical background and as I was growing up, success and achievement was heavily kind of validated for and when I left medicine I kind of um I was scared of going back to being a doctor, so I was hammering it. I was working really, really hard. And this is what I knew from from medical school, from rugby, from you know, everything I'd ever done in my life. It was like keep hitting it harder, keep working harder. So I was running away from medicine. That was my main motivation. I never wanted to go back to my old life. I wanted to travel, I wanted to be free, I wanted to build business, and that was powerful. Not positive potentially, but powerful. So I was running away from that. It's a powerful fuel,
0: but it sometimes can
1: be a dirty fuel dirty it, it's, yeah. it's it's dark energy yep. right it's it's anger fear powerful but but yep. you can't run on it forever and it won't bring happiness yeah and then uh, this year i had a lot of kind of big things happen and that kind of all came together along with kind of having established businesses along with kind of investing money and everything else I became kind of secure in where I was, and was no longer afraid of getting back to of going back to being a doctor of going back to my old life of, you know, what I perceived as failure, like it was no longer a real possibility. Your baseline was above that already correct exactly and it was probably way be above yeah, that
0: emotionally you're
1: basically you were secure with it yeah, emotionally yeah, yeah. i'd caught up exactly and then all of a sudden i just lost all drive all motivation all i was like all right what's the point now what you know and i could have made more money and i could have just kept pushing and kept kept going but i was just like okay why what's the point point?" and then i kind of bumbled around with this for a while um and that was essentially what i was what i was trying to solve was well, what's next what's the next level and my approach has been to keep hitting it harder keep working harder keep taking more stimulants and caffeine and whatever else but all of a
0: sudden you didn't have that
1: dark energy to actually make you want to do it there was no dark energy and then you show the little like uh seesaw seesaw, yeah the seesaw graphic and it's just like okay that's that's what
0: i need so to clarify the the seesaw graphic is that basically whenever we're starting out there's always going to be let's say like The difference between making a tough choice and an easy choice. And the things that weigh you in different directions are either having a really, really strong sense of motivation or having a certain amount of resistance. If you have a a lot of motivation when you're starting out, like how you have like the dark energy where you have to run away from medicine, you'll be able to override a lot of internal resistance because the motivation is so strong. So it tips the seesaw in that direction. However, once that motivation dies down because you don't have to run away from something, then all of a sudden you're at the standstill. That's where people get stuck. So what you were saying, is that correct? How you envisioning it? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so just to clarify at this point, the,
1: the big motivation disappeared yeah. and the normal amount of internal resistance to sit on a beach and do nothing became more powerful. It, nothing had- it
0: didn't become more powerful. It just stayed the same.
1: It stayed the same. Sorry, you're right. It it stayed the same, but had more impact exactly because there was nothing on the other side weighing it down anymore. So what
0: I was suggesting with that seesaw, with that graphic that Emil saw was, what if instead of trying to add more motivation, but more stimulants, more external goals, whatever, we just really worked on reducing that internal friction, getting it down to such a low level that even when you don't have this crazy motivation or a spike, whatever it may be, you can still always take action because there's not that internal friction and resistance to do things. So that's... Sorry, I had to explain that to the users. No 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 to, for
1: sure for sure and just i mean that's actually a really interesting point regarding that motivation because i think this is quite common people have a, a motivation that motivation potentially disappears what are things that people do to rekindle it so for me it was hitting it harder doing more work waking up earlier like just trying to force force it and then also i i, I find people do um they just set goals, they set bigger goals. They're like, oh, I'll just hit a million billion instead of just a billion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then and, and they try to use that for like maybe that will increase the motivation. But I often find it doesn't. Like I was setting monetary
0: goals and they just weren't exciting me. They were just like, So yeah, I could have more money, it wouldn't change my life. Here's the issue. Um the first goal that you have that really drove you was an internal one. It was to create a life, like you said, of freedom, of travel and enjoyment. You yeah. get away from medicine. Now, behind that internal goal, there was an external, let's call it, measure that would make that feasible. Making this amount of money behind this kind of business that would allow you all these freedoms. So yes, you did have an external goal, but it was internally driven. There was a really strong reason why you wanted that goal. Making just you know a billion instead of half a billion, that's probably not going to change anything. And that's why that's a bit rough to try to put an external goal. It doesn't have that motivation. It doesn't have that same punch. And that's what people really get confused. They get to the point where... External goals or external things aren't going to make a big difference anymore. So the old methodology doesn't work anymore. You have to change things up. And that's why I also had to talk. I told people, like, listen, if you're just at the beginning stage where you have to make money, it's like, don't worry about this mindset stuff. You don't need it. (laughs) Like that internal survival push will take care of you and you're fine. This isn't for you right now. You don't need to focus on it. Just learn skills and you'll be good. Yeah, I feel there's lots of like,
1: you know, learn skills and you'll be good because you've got that four-step pyramid as well maybe we'll talk about this more on the next episode when we can go into these details um but for now basically yeah
0: yeah for now let's get back to this a little bit so you have this kind of lull you said you were doing with therapists did you do anything else to really try to consolidate this and to get yourself to a place where you can take action again and you can be happy with yourself with the actions that you're taking i was journaling i was trying to figure out you know my why i was trying to figure out
1: you know what I wanted to do why I wasn't motivated what might be motivating me I was I was playing with things like I was act- actively trying to figure this out because I mean you can imagine before I was waking up like driven and ready to fuck shit up and then all of a sudden I was like to what end like why
0: you know yeah. it's interesting because the way I heard it from you it wasn't to what end is to well what's the point it's like I already have it's the same thing
1: yeah. exactly the same like like why? What's the point? To what end? What, what what does making, you know, doubling my business revenue achieve for me? Yeah. I, I think I was quite lucky in that regard that I had the insights for that because I feel a lot of people do just keep banging the make more money drum. Yeah. Um, and it just ends up being a distraction from the kind of deeper thing. And actually, this is one thing that I asked you and you, you kind of gave me a good answer was, yeah, but maybe I do want more money, and it's not like the main driver. But you know, why not? And then you said, yeah, but if you resolve the kind of the the why, the what, the what's the point? Then the money will come. It's like abundance. It it will just come because you're working out of a place of, you know, of love and internal motivation,
0: whatever, and, and that will just become a part of it. Was that a fair summary? Um, I don't know how much I use the terms love and all that as far as as, as the why, <laughs> but. It basically is that the money is a byproduct. I think. Yeah. Again, if you just try to to take a big goal, write it down, and then hammer your way through it, it's gonna come. There's gonna have to be a lot of internal resistance you have to hammer through, and that's where a lot of it becomes suffering. All of a sudden, instead of a get to do, it becomes a have to do because you have to break through yeah. these walls. And that's why my whole philosophy and my whole process is: let's just remove these walls. So it doesn't have to be such a challenging thing and you can do it from a place of really enjoying the process saying, Oh wow, I get to do this. This is amazing. So even when you're not motivated, again, you can take the actions cause there's not a lot of resistance. If the whole point of this process was to make sure that you can do whatever you want in life, even when you're not super motivated by removing the internal resistance. Yeah. All right. So let I me, mean, we kind of covered this, but were there any other doubts before you joined the program? Was it because also, like, and I'm curious, was it because we were friends? You were kind of hesitant to be like, ah, oh, this is a bit weird because he's a friend of mine. and You know, I, I, I knew you well
1: enough that it wasn't weird. Like, I, I knew this wouldn't be weird. So, like, this is why I was, like, super happy to go in and embrace it and do it. And, you know, yeah, there, there was no nothing in that regard. And, and I, I don't think there were any, you know what, there were no surface level fears. Like, I knew it would be good. Like, I knew there would be benefit. I'm very open-minded for stuff like that. There I mean, you are. like, f- for me, money is renewable. Like, it's to, you know, pay for experiences and growth. And whether this is growth of 100 or growth of 10, it's still growth. So I'm open to that. Like, it doesn't need to be, oh, how many dollars per point of growth? Like, I didn't care about that. So I was very open to it. I was up for it. Um, so what did you care about? So I, I suppose to just kind of meld the two questions together I I maybe subconsciously feared that it wouldn't work like it wouldn't cause quantifiable growth quantifiable uh, movement it wouldn't cause anything measurable because I like I mean it doesn't have to be like number of centimeters measurable but it has to be like
0: you work on a premise
1: that mindset is fluffy and that's why you said exactly it has to it has to change my life before and after the process. It's like when you have an experience, if nothing changes afterwards, as as warm and glowy and fluffy as you feel, if nothing changes, nothing has happened. And this happens to so many people. They read a book, they feel whatever they feel,
0: and then nothing changes. And for me, that's the the definition of hell. Yeah. Do you remember how you got upset at me during our joint workshop because of my vernacular around? What did you say? Because you were calling it peak health for a peak life. And we, we didn't coordinate this. And I was like, fuck peak performance. I don't like peak performance because then there's a law. Like we're just trying to create sustainable elite performance. It's sustainable that last you were like, bro, you couldn't <laughs> you can't just shit on my stuff. But no no no
1: no, but you know, I think I think it's aligned actually because it, it was less about peak performance and more about peak life, yeah. which is having this sustained experience of life, whereas peak performance is different. Yeah. Um but, yeah, I suppose, so the, the biggest, like, fear for me was that it would just feel good. And, you know, I'd, I would have some, like, you know, concepts or some worksheets filled in and, and nothing would actually change. Because yeah. I see that a lot. And, actually, this is one thing which happens with my therapist where, you know, a lot of it was quite fluffy. And I said, right, we need some, like, we need some quantifiable shit. Like, we need to I, – I need things to Can actually change forward, yeah. before – Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, this isn't just me, catharsis, like me just chatting shit and you being like, yeah, 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 and listening to me, great. I can, you know, fire up Zoom and talk to myself for an hour. But yeah, so, you know, that happened with my therapist, but it was very, very different. And maybe we'll touch on that, maybe not. But that, that was my biggest fear. And I think that that was, that didn't happen. Yeah.
0: So you said tangible a little bit ago. So let's get to it. Like, what were the tangible results that you did see from it? So it's perhaps early days to
1: translate this into like revenue or anything like that. Um, but my my goal was never to to increase revenue. My goal was to to get back to a place of of motivation and, and not be operating out of this fear, this this dark energy. And, you know, I've had this year and a lot of stuff has happened, a lot of personal growth has happened. And the arena and this is what i was saying at the time the arena was literally the thing that tied a bow around everything and like just like that was it it closed the loop everything was kind of like was was complete and that's then why i got the tattoo because i was like okay something incredible has just happened you know all the events of the year which have now been tied up in this very very neat package i need to remember this because this is significant this is a quantum leap is in me as a, as a human and perhaps when we talk in 6 or 12 months time, that will have manifested in terms of I'm making more money or whatever else yeah. but when I talk about quantifiable when I talk about tangible, I don't, it doesn't need to be, you know I
0: have more things in my hands but like the way gone. so it's interesting because the way I see it with you being very tangible, I see that you have less things in your life, you were able to let go of a lot of things that didn't serve you and I think you finally yeah. gave yourself permission that you don't have to keep chasing all these rabbits around. Yeah, I see a much more calm person in front of me. Which was like, I always like it would be yeah. <laughs> kind of selfish level. I was like, do the arena because it'll just make our relationship much nicer to be because you'll be much more calm. But that's really what I see from you a lot that you've let go yeah. of a lot of this stuff and you're just more calm and yeah. you're more focused and like you have bigger opportunities that you're taking a part of now. Yeah. So, so that that is exactly the the tangible
1: thing. Like like real things have changed in my life in terms of how I feel and how I operate, that, 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 those are the tangible gains. That's the growth. And, you know, if we do touch on values, for example, that's one big example of something that has really changed and not just changed on paper, like I've changed my values, but as you say, you can see that I'm, I'm a different person. Like I'm doing things differently and that's causing an improvement to my life. In the short term, like immediately. Like my life is better now than it was two months ago. Yeah.
0: So what do you think caused that? What's like the lesson here that we can share with the listeners to be like, well, this is the issue I was struggling with, and this is how we dealt with it, and this is how I recommend you do it? If you could encapsulate that.
1: So I think we're going to go through the the arena process on the next episode, Mm -hmm. but I'm just going to kind of go through one of the biggest things that kind of worked really well for me um, was to be honest the values because we we did like a why and a mission statement and whatever else and that kind of pinned everything else everything kind of came from there but for me it was like i used to have values and i remember a long time ago you told me that my values were bullshit and that was an interesting discussion i think we did a podcast episode on it actually um and now i now i've actually been through the process and i kind of really realize why that is and now it's so logical it makes so much sense that like i can't believe there's any other way of having values basically um, but it wasn't just having relevant values done appropriately. It was also having these, um, specific yeah. actions associated with the values
0: anchored in the real world. Yeah. So it's all well and good. Ha- gone I'll just clarify this for the listener. So the way we work in the program, it's everything's very reverse engineering. Like the way some people are very visual thinkers. I'm a very linear thinker. And I think basically in flow charts, this is how I think of the world. And what we did at first, we figured out like people's why, what they want in life, then we reverse engineered who they need to become in order for that to be a reality. So the first step of that was understanding, okay, if this is what you want out of life, what would somebody have to have in their values in order to achieve this? And then, okay, how can they actually live out these values in a very practical level? What would they do around their business, around their colleagues, around their employees, around their relationships, around their personal stuff, around their health? What are very tangible ways that they can say, am I living up to these values or not? No fluff, no BS. Just like, am I on standard with these or not? And that's what Emil is talking about. Yeah, exactly. And then for each value, I kind of listed out these kind of what what did you call them? Philosophies, actionable philosophies, not armchair ones, but actionable ones. You can actually grade yourself on a like, scale of one to ten. How much was I in line with this this week? How much did I do this? Exactly, and and that, to be honest, that was the
1: biggest thing for me because you know it was like you know, I don't sacrifice, this is literally from my from my tracker, I don't sacrifice myself for external validation. And for me, that's very relevant. And what I've also done is added like specific examples in my life in the last week where I've done that, yeah. where I've done something potentially that I don't want to do because um, or, or something that feeds a lower desire just to gain some external validation, you know, whether that's, you know, posting on social media or, or whatever else. So, that to me meant that before I was doing that. Now I've shone a light on it, and I'm kind of reminding myself on it, and I'm no longer doing that. Yeah, my life is now better. I have a framework for for what I'm doing, and I, it's also now linked to my why, to my mission statement, which gives me a reason to do this because there's something greater than just. just saying, you understand where why? What's the purpose of it? That's why it's a why. Like, exactly. Why there, there's this? a why. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And. So, so though, that was probably the biggest thing for me, I like action points, like I like yeah. tangible shit.
0: I think, if I may say, the reason one of the big differences people ask me sometimes is how is this different than therapy? And again, there's tons of different modalities of therapy we're not going to get into, but a common thread, like what you're saying about your experience, is that it was just about talking about things and possibly trying to remove some of the negative stuff. The problem some people have with therapy is that even after they remove the negative stuff, they're still kind of a lull. So they don't know what to do with themselves. And this is why, first, we have to kind of create the picture of who you want to become. And then we remove the stuff that's getting in your way. And that's a process missing for a lot of people. And those values and the actionable philosophies, that's what I think was missing for you to say, okay, like, how do I want to actually yeah. conduct myself? What will lead me to success, to my version of success?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I kind of. Because a few people have asked me about this, and and you know I'm a huge fan of therapy. Like I will, I have a therapist at the moment. I will probably have one for the rest of my life. But I always likened therapy to being reactive. Yeah. And the arena was very active. It's very proactive, very yeah. proactive, it's proactive
0: exactly. and, and aggressive kind of a style.
1: Yeah, and I, I wonder as well. And I don't know. Maybe someone can correct me, or maybe you can. Like I don't think it's within the remit of therapy to set goals with people and to have them crush them. And I think yeah.
0: I, I think because uh,
1: you're not a therapist, you're just like, well, fucking let's crush some goals.
0: Well, it's not because I'm not a therapist. It's because I just want people to succeed. It's like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's honestly, it has nothing to do. I haven't taken that oath or whatever it may be that forces me to think this way or that way. It's just that I've had some pretty crazy life experiences and I've also worked with some very high level therapists. I, not therapists, I mean, they're psychologists. Like when you, I work with a head psychologist at the Mossad. And like that kind of psychology is very different. It's not a place to, to make space. It's a place to say, okay, we need an operator or an agent to be able to operate at an extremely high level. What can we do here to help him achieve what he needs to achieve? So yeah. it's a very different kind of influence and in what I want this to be able to serve people, how it will serve people. It's not for them just to feel better. It's for them to be able to progress into what they want in life yeah and th-
1: th- i think that's the difference and when i said you're not a therapist that wasn't like a yeah, yeah. an insult or a put down I'm it was good. like you were free from the yeah you know whatever it is the rules of or the oath of therapy and i don't know what i don't know what that is but this is just my feeling yeah. um so yeah i think that that was the that was the biggest difference what was the question
0: good question <laughs> <laughs> um off on a tangent. Well, I think we kind of answered I was going to ask after this, what was the main mental block that was holding you back? And I think it really was trying to, to appease others. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, from work with my therapist and whatever else, it was growing up in this culture of uh, achievements, of, of needing to get, do well in school and whatever else, and then needing to have a front to succeed at medicine. You know, this was all... Appeasing others and doing what others said was good, and then being validated for that—that that kind of drilled into me that if I mold around other people's requirements or whatever else, then I will succeed. And it freaking worked yeah. for a long time, but it wasn't the goal
0: to happiness. Yeah. So, says what was your biggest takeaway from the whole program for yourself?
1: I mean, I think we've kind of, you know. <laughs> Covered a lot of these, a lot of these things. That the values was honestly the biggest thing, and I know we've kind of touched on this before, but the fact that I now have values which are actually relevant to me, which are which are actionable, okay, and so relevant to me for
0: the users, less talk please about what you had before because you always had values you had them like this something you used to talk about so talk about what you had before how you had done it how you did it now and why they should also do it like that or how they can do it like that if they want to
1: yeah 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 yeah. i mean maybe we'll go into more detail on the next one because we're running on a little bit here but i'll just give a super high level i mean i think it's still on my website my old values and they were health growth and freedom and they were they were good and they were fine but actually they were feeding into my previous mentality they weren't fixing
0: anything they were basically they were can i be given honest uh, correction here yeah they were feeding into your insecurities Yeah, yeah that's the big thing
1: yes yeah and
0: i was i was
1: you know growth was one of my key values and actually it was it was compromising my health because i was growth at all costs, which, you know, in, in medicine is called cancer, right? Yeah. And I was just gunning for it. And that was achieving validation and achieving all the good things. And, you know, freedom was, was a decent value, but whatever.
0: But also, like, to, to be clear, what we recognized with this process is that growth wasn't really the value that you held. It was something that, it was the difference when we talk about your perceived values and your real values. The perceived value was growth. The real value you had was a desire for validation, and that's why you acted in ways that didn't serve yeah. you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and so then, yeah, I've now rejigged my values. I mean, I can I can reel them off here. I won't go into detail because there's more than the surface stuff. But it's things like trust, courage, peace, humility, and fun. So those are now my values. And actually, you know, if we do go deeper at some point, these are things which were maybe missing from my life which will allow me to become the person who will achieve my why and just to you know recall like humility might mean a different thing to you as it does to me and i have specific um action philosophies which specifically talk about what it means to me and what i can do and what's happened in the last week or month which where i haven't exhibited it and how i can correct it yeah and then just the last thing to add on this kind of thing is a concept which, which you kind of mentioned was this is uh, a cyclical and infinite process. So this is like from Shrek where you're peeling layers of an onion.
0: Have you seen Shrek? I've, you I was like, that. I have no idea where this is. This is coming from, from Shrek peeling an onion, but I get the onion analogy.
1: So it's it's like peeling an onion. So these these values in this mission statement might only be valid for a layer. Or, or a couple of layers, and it'll change over time. And that was a concept I hadn't really considered or thought about before. Maybe the mission statement won't change, but the values will. I think will. Everything will, and it's it interesting. Will. you, you think
0: about it as an onion, I think it's differently. So let's say to get to Everest, there's different peaks. And let's say it was the first time that somebody ever climbed Everest, you get to a certain peak and then you have to reassess because you can mm. see further all of a sudden, you can see higher. And I think this is what it is. And that's why I told you guys, like, this is going to take you a certain way and then you're going to have to reassess because you'll get to a new vantage point. You'll be able to see deeper and further. And I think that's kind of how to look at it. Every time you like you achieve a new peak and you're like, okay, something here has to change all of a sudden because I can see further. And you keep going up that ascension.
1: The reason you don't think of it as an onion is because you haven't seen Shrek. Yeah, that's, that must be. That must be. <laughs> All right, so, it's, the, it's the cyclical process. The cyclical process is key. It's not like not like I've got my values and I'm gonna, you know, tattoo them on my forehead and they'll be valid forever. It's like no, you reassess this yeah. every quarter, every whatever, and that's how you keep growing. Yeah. All
0: right. Let's do a couple fire runs because honestly, I think I might use this as a testimonial as well. So I want to get these questions <laughs> in. All right. So, um, what made you choose this? We covered that one. Okay. Let's do this. If someone called you and said, why should I start one of Edymore's programs? Like, you met somebody at be Bathwater, a DC event, whatever it may be. Like, what would you tell them? I mean,
1: literally, why not? Like, I am so confident this will peel off a layer at least, if not multiple, and give you the tools to keep doing that. Like, everyone has layers to peel off. If you don't, you're not in the right place. Like, sorry, if you are not aware of the layers, then you've you, got work to do before you're even allowed to do this kind of shit. Yeah. So, This to me is an absolute no brainer. Um, And again, like I said at the beginning, like it's just money, which is infinite. And yes, uh, you know, 90% of the people who do the arena make more money. And that's really, really nice. And people like get drawn in by that. But this is a case of, you know, selling maybe what people want, but then giving them what they need, which is like these huge quantum leaps in mindset and, and happiness and whatever else that like, to me, it's just a no brainer. And often people come to me and talk to me. Like I had sushi with a guy like, I don't know, two weeks ago and I told you about it. And he was saying, you know, this is happening and this is happening. And I was like, I've literally got just the thing for you. You should reach (laughs) out to this guy because this is what you need. You have no clarity in life. You're bumbling around, just doing what, you're
0: not really sure what's happening. This will help. Nice, man. What surprised you the most about the program or made you the happiest? I mean, I, I had
1: a good insight into kind of, kind of it before. Um, so what surprised me, the group structure worked really, really well. Yeah. Um, I've always been skeptical of group style coaching, but actually it worked really, really well and it added to the process. So having interaction with other people, hearing other people's ideas and problems and how they overcame them. That was super useful, and I remember sometimes it was like I was writing out my list of things, and then someone else would say theirs, and I was like, "Oh, fuck that's good you <laughs> know and I was adding things and changing things and changing the wording, and it was just like it was it was enhanced by that, so that
0: was a that was a big surprise yeah okay um, What did you enjoy the most about it? the whole process
1: I mean I enjoy leveling up, I enjoy upgrading, I enjoy that my life is better now you know i enjoy that i have more peace um i enjoy that it feels like um i've got a structure like a path to follow yep. to the next level and i also like that i can keep repeating this like it, it kind of keeps working like it's, it doesn't run out and then you have to do something else for the next level you just go follow the same process and it same kind of like the fundamentals itself you hit the
0: same fundamentals over and over again it's just that exactly yeah. exactly once you have the elite foundation you can go to the moon boom boom <laughs> Um, All right. Last question. Um, What would you say to anyone on the fence? Saying like, oh, I kind of heard about this stuff. I think I have a mindset issue because I know I have the skills I should be doing better and so on and so on. But I'm not sure. If you think that there's something up, there's
1: probably something up. And you just require, you know, rubbing the mist off the mirror to be able to see it fully and you'll probably no no actually that's not true i was going to say you'll probably figure it out in your own time at some point maybe maybe not but it'll take infinitely longer and as successful entrepreneurs we again i keep going on about this we have money it's relatively you know it it comes and goes it flows there's abundance the the small chance that which is actually a huge chance of you upgrading and improving is a no-brainer it's an absolute no-brainer like give it a punt give it a shot if you think this might be helpful like there's nothing to lose in, in my humble opinion
0: awesome man all right so that was your experience plus me asking you to give me a little bit of praise for the testimonial <laughs> <laughs> so in the next episode you'll break down kind of the whole process how you saw it and how people can really use this kind of as a roadmap for themselves correct yes yes looking forward to awesome it. Right, so we'll see you guys in the next episode, where Emil will be giving away all my stuff for free. (laughs) Catch you next episode, guys.